Welcome back to Meathead Hippie. I am Emily Schramm, and this is a first for me. I am so thrilled to be doing this. I am currently in a van, podcasting in a van. I have V Capaldi, and I just love, I'm just going to read this because this is just so perfect. Um, This represents who you are, V, in so many ways. By questioning the status quo, V informs the community how to rewrite their narrative on life, healthcare, and living. V, founder of the brand Paleo Boss Lady, which is her Instagram, is a TEDx speaker who continues to win awards for her work and is a world leader who created the award-winning Taking It to the Streets movement. It is a grassroots effort that has V traveling all over, living in the community-powered BAM van, which is what we were in, we are in right now, creating conscious awareness. V's work focuses on leading by example, sharing life experiences and tools for self-empowerment. <laughs> I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Paleo Boss Lady. Thanks for having me, Emily. I'm so excited that you're my first broadcast, like real live broadcast from the Bam Van. And isn't this fun? These like headsets make it seem so legit. I know. I, I feel like we're like doing a major event or something. Oh, you know? we are. We are. The Meathead Hippie. Uh, yeah. um, I did what we just saw each other at Paleo FX. Yes. Which was so fun because you brought the van into the expo and you got an award for Paleo Magazine as well. I did. Tell me about it. Paleo Ambassador of the Year. And I had no idea. I'm still shaken over it because Sunday was the first day I actually got a hold of Paleo Magazine. And I'm just flipping through to see who won all the best ofs. And, you know, there's like three mentions on a page. And then you get to this one full page where, you know, Paleo Magazine really, you know, paid me a great honor and and, uh, wrote an amazing, an amazing, you know, Right up. Yeah, it was really like, I'm still blown away. I get emotional just thinking about it. I, you know, I don't do this for that. I do this to serve and to create change. So let's talk about how you got, I mean, is is, this journey started before the van? Yes. Um, And I think it really probably goes back when you were diagnosed with MS. Is that when the journey began? Well, I was diagnosed with MS at the age of 23 and I'm 55 now. Yeah, I was at the prime of my life. And, um, you know, the type A overachiever in me, which a lot of people that have MS, we are type A overachievers. Um, I already had three other jobs. So the job that I went to college for to be a respiratory therapist, I just couldn't do anymore. And my dad is. Oh, really? Wow. (laughs) And, um, so I was in computer technology sales, believe it or not, in the early eighties. And I just, started doing that full time. And when I got sick with MS, they said, don't have a baby and don't go out in the sun. I was raised at the beach. I was, I'm 23. I'm not going to listen to what doctors tell me. So I got pregnant and I still went out in the sun and it put me into remission for 11 years. And during that remission, I built technology, international technology companies, very, became very successful. Thought they didn't know what they were talking about. Was on the board of the National MS Society, still did everything the doctors told me. Well, what were your your symptoms? So, I mean, were they really drastic at 23 and then they just started to go away? (laughs) Yeah. So crazy. So what were the main things that? Um, I got the hepatitis vaccine because work required that. And the next day I woke up and I started having tingling on my left foot. And then um, I was a Jane Fonda aerobics instructor. What, what? 
Yeah, so I, I loved wearing those outfits. I still want to wear those outfits. Oh, we should do that. I know, because only at Burning Man is the only other time I've worn them. But so I love wearing. I wanted to wear those outfits, and I thought I just pulled something or hurt something exercising. But then it started traveling up the left side of my leg, and within a couple of days, you could draw a line down the left side of my uh, down down the center of my body, and I couldn't feel my left side, but I could feel my right side. So um, had lots of uh, family members that were nurses, and they said, you should go see a doctor. So I went to see a doctor, and they just said to me, stand up, lift your leg, put your arms out, and I fell flat on my face. Oh, my God. And being a respiratory therapist and trained, I knew that it was something serious. Yeah. So at first they told me I had an inoperable brain tumor because I'm so old. They didn't have MRIs back then. They just had a CAT scan, so they couldn't really tell. They knew there was something on the brain. They couldn't really tell what it was, and I had facial twitching. My left leg dragged. I couldn't feel the left side of my body. Um, extreme fatigue, which is very common with MS. And then they told me, don't get pregnant. And I got pregnant once they diagnosed me with MS, which was six months after they told me I had an inoperable brain tumor. So my death sentence went to a life sentence. So I had a huge party that night. Mm -hmm. um, and the first thing I did was get pregnant. And then that put me into total remission to the point where I thought they didn't know what they were talking about. Because first they what said, What do you think it was about? It's funny. I was part of a study that they did at UCLA over 15 years. Yeah. Um, for for the majority of us, our hormones, the, the way our hormones change when you have MS, our body loves it. Huh. And, so when uh, you get pregnant. Yeah, yeah. So you'll see people that have MS that don't want to do any Western or alternative therapies. They'll just have a lot of babies. Oh, my gosh. Because I it no keeps. Idea. Yeah. Now, some of us get worse after, but that's a smaller percentage. Okay. And it's usually six. You could be fine during the pregnancy, but then six months after, there's sort of a higher risk period. Um, but most people, our bodies love those hormones. Did you know that? Or were you like, I'm getting no. It was just kind of, it just happened. I, I just, if you tell me not to do something, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I can see that. You're definitely so, a Yeah. So they said, don't get pregnant. And I'm like, well, I'm not listening to that yeah. because I was only married six weeks and I married my high school sweetheart and I, we always wanted to have kids. Like we yeah. had all the names. We wanted three, like we had it all figured out. So, um, you know, so I you had your baby and you, yeah, it got the, better. Yeah. It got better. I mean, my baby, sorry, was it vaccine related? Well, you know, I got to tell you, Emily, I say that if I say I get the hepatitis yeah. vaccine and MS the next day, people are getting yeah. in an uproar. Yeah. So that's a sensitive topic. For that's sure. the only thing that, you know, now I did get married six mm -hmm. weeks before that. Um, I, you know, was working three jobs. I mean, there were lots of things. I don't think it was, that could have been the perfect storm. Yeah. I'm not going to say that it was 100% the hepatitis vaccine, but I will say that. It's connected in some way. It certainly is. Big. Right. Wow, that's we crazy. all have people with MS. We all have what we call like a triggering event. Mm -hmm. And my triggering event would have been, I think, marriage and the hepatitis vaccine. Because when I got married again, um, that my MS went into remission until I got married a second time. So MS is marriage sickness for me. It's not multiple sclerosis. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I get married, I get MS gets crazy. So you're saying you have some commitment issues. Yeah, I think I have. I, I, well, now I have definite commitment issues, but I think I have some enabling behaviors that put where I put myself second to everyone else. Uh -huh. And, you know, MS doesn't like that. 
Got it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and it, I mean, it's so good that you're connected in so many ways. And I, I'm sure it's just grown in knowledge over and over self-experimentation, like what is working? Oh, yeah. How much has, um, you know, this is how you got into the world of nutrition. But just while we're on the topic, how much has your energy work and self-discovery been a part of your healing? When people ask me why, you know, why I get to have the title of potentially the most healed person in the world with MS using only diet and lifestyle, which means I take no drugs, I see no doctors, I have no out-of-pocket healthcare costs, I have no tests, I do nothing other than blood work. I do do blood work. Um, I always tell them food was my last piece and you'll love this. I've been moving my body since Jane Fonda every day. I think movement sustained me for many years. I movement, do love that. Yeah. Movement is was my first drug of choice. And I was raised in a family where my mom was a junkie and my dad was a World War II hero. And we lived three houses from the beach and they drove. Like I never saw movement until Jane Fonda. This, you know, I was raised ghetto fabulous and Jane Fonda introduced me to exercise and I've never stopped. Like I literally have been- That's such a part of- Yeah. So movement to me was the first thing that I credit with because it also gets your mind right. Mm -hmm. It just, everything- The second thing was, is I really had to learn to self-love and I really had to learn that I had to take care of me first and not the enabler that took care of everyone else. And I studied Buddhism and I learned loving kindness and I studied with monks at the Zen center and did silent meditative retreats to really get uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, Was that easy for you? No. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was, some people say they're like, yeah, I did this. And to them it's magic. To me, that sounds like a death sentence. Yeah. No. Like it would be really hard for me, but that's what I need to do. I'm sure. But I was desperate. When you're desperate, I think you'll almost do anything. Um, And then I had tried throughout the time of of having MS prior to becoming paleo, um, all different eating styles. I had done Pritikin. I did Atkins. I did the Swank diet, which is specific to MS. I was vegetarian. I was vegan. And um, it helped me to lose some weight, but it didn't do anything for MS. It wasn't any diet feel a little bit closer. Yeah. It wasn't until I gave up gluten. Wow. Yeah. And I did it in the most unhealthy way because I still am a sugar addict, although I don't eat refined sugar. I love cakes, cookies, things like that. Mm-hmm. Even with honey, maple syrup, and even that I restrict now. So coconut sugar is like my only real sugar drug, but still, um, I love that stuff. And when I gave up gluten, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And if, if it was a box of Oreos that said gluten-free, I just ate it. I mean, I gained like 30 pounds the first year. <laughs> I did. I got so fat. Um, there it was, are a lot of really good gluten-free options. Yeah. Days. I mean, now there's some healthy <laughs> alternatives. Okay. Yeah. But back then, this was in uh, like 2010, 29. There wasn't really much. No. Um, but I used to have involuntary limb jumping where like I just sort of have like a flailing of my body. That stopped when I gave up gluten. So I knew it had to be food. I just didn't know what. And at this time, I had no use. I had, I, when I became legally disabled at the age of 37, I lost bilateral use of my hands. I had no feeling on the left side of my body. I was choking, which is what kills us from MS. Um, I couldn't care for myself. I had full-time help and I had people living with me. So I was pretty desperate. Um, so I knew it had to be food. And I was using voice activation technology to work the computer because I couldn't use my hands. And one night I was just yelling at the computer because I was really sick and I was in bed and I was really cranky. And um, I was just yelling at the computer, food, diet, food, MS. And then the TEDx from Dr. Terry Wall's Minding Your Mitochondria came up. And she didn't even have 100 views. Terry thinks I actually may have seen it like the first day. It hit, you know, like the heavens opened up and delivered this hope to me. And there's Dr. Walls saying that she did a modified form of paleo. And I had already been dabbling in paleo. Um, 
and her version is eat nine cups of fruits and vegetables Different following colors. Yeah. Like three cups of greens, three mm-hmm. cups of um, dark, rich colors and three cups of sulfur rich. So I watched that and just started doing exactly what she said. And that was the missing piece to my healing journey because how soon did you feel the difference? I started if my official date, I always say is January 1st. Cause I am that kind of person that, well, I kind of fib on my dates. I start 30 days before I tell anybody. Cause I hate when people are like, how you doing? Is it hard? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So I always wait until I know I got it before I'm like, Oh, I'm starting a new paleo walls protocol. Well, I wasn't like that theory. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. Like even, yeah. So, um, I started January 1st and I can tell you that by the following October, I was, I, I had been injecting with disease modifying drugs for 19 years for MS and I was taking, um, 24 pills a day. I was no longer injecting in a, down to two pills a day. In, in how long? In by uh, October. So wow. And nine, 10 months. 10 months. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then the following July, I moved independently for the first time in my life. And this is your 38, 39? Um, no, I got, um, I became disabled in 37, but at the age of 37, but I didn't start the walls protocol and I'm 55. So I was in my late, I was in 50, 49, 50. I had two and a half million dollars in liquid assets and no debt in 2006. And MS took all that from me. So yeah. at the time that I started the walls protocol, I was facing institution, hos- uh, homelessness, or, I mean, I, I wanted to kill myself. Which is a huge piece of your mission in this BAM van. I mean. Yeah, that's the reason why I'm in this BAM van. Because now that I, I was on the board of the National MS Society. I was a multimillionaire who worked with Bill, jo- Bill Jobs, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Ted Turner. Like I was connected and had money and had power. And I couldn't beat this thing. When I spent all my money and had nothing, you get real desperate. And I figured this out. and. All of my tools are 100% accessible to everyone. So I couldn't look in the mirror anymore knowing what I know. Um, just because a lot of people don't have access to what I had access to. So one day I was on the yoga mat. I know you and yoga aren't the best of friends. But <laughs> I was on the yoga mat and it just came to me that I had to just sell all my possessions and get in my little fiat. And any stranger in America that wanted me to help them, I would help them. And I've been doing that for over two years. And then last year, I set the intention to to cut down the barrier to entry that I needed a a van or a home on wheels. So in case someone doesn't want me in their house or if they have cats, I'm allergic. Like there's all different reasons why it may not work to have me in their house. And the community, the paleo community specifically, um, got together and bought me a van, paid for the band build out. And there's 20 companies that fund this because all my work is free. This is an incredible build out too. It's this really so cute. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So where do you travel? Do you just go where the wind takes you? I mean, or is it more event based or is it just kind of? Well, I do go to like, I go to Paleo FX every year because that's where my peers are that fuel me. And now actually my followers are coming there. So it's becoming a multifaceted event mm-hmm. for me. Which I can't is- believe we didn't meet until last October. Yeah, when I hunted you down. Well, I knew who you were because of our good friend, April. I love April. Always talking about you. And so she encouraged me to start following you. And, you know, when your brand is Paleo Boss Lady, it's because I'm 100% Italian. I'm from Philadelphia. (laughs) And I was born under the sign of Taurus. So I'm like bossy, like Lucy on the peanuts. And, you know, 
it takes a lot to get me engaged because I'm such a big personality and you engage me because you're real. You know, a lot of social media personalities hire professional photographers for every picture. Everything looks like a fairy tale and you just say it. And (laughs) I love that, you know? So when that's why I like, when I saw you walking through the great grain free fair last year and I was like, I just need to hunt you down as like, you know, an idol almost. I'm like, Oh my God, you've inspired me. I really appreciate you saying that. That means so much because you are such a boss and it just is like, you know, people, I'm just so excited to share your story because it's just so inspiring. I think it's really, really awesome. I feel like this is why I was born to tell you the Mm -hmm. truth. I believe, you know, and the other thing I would say to people, like being the most healed person in with MS is not reserved for just me. Yeah. Like we all have this opportunity. Now I might be a type A overachiever, super aggressive person that just doesn't stop fighting. Um, but I didn't fight MS out of me. I learned to accept that I had a role in sickness as well as I have a role in health. And once I realized that a lot of what was happening to me was really happening by my own hand, not that I'm saying that, Oh, I caused MS to be in my body, but I certainly was, responsible for a lot of choices that was making it get worse. But I didn't know. Yeah. I just didn't know. I have a question about your past because I'm fascinated by business. You know, that's something that I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm full in and I, I never had a business degree or background. So it's just so fascinating to me. And I always wonder, cause we have this personality of like, we will not stop because we will not fail. Right. Like there's just people that exist like that. And that's just who it is, even though it might not be an alignment of what we want. Did you feel like that business background that you had, that success you had, was it at the time in alignment or was it against what you really should be doing? Or was it just part of the journey? It's funny when I called my daughter uh, to tell her that I wanted to sell all my possessions and live with strangers. And normally like I'm, I've always been sort of a wild mom. Like I kind of always dressed like a whore and had my boobs out and like was really like. I didn't expect that word. You know, I, I know. I, I, and I don't see that as a negative word, but some people do. Like I always just looked a little floozy-ish, yeah, okay. you know. I got it. And a little risky. Yeah. And like I, all my skirts were made to 13 inches and like I was just insane. And my daughter, you know, always piercings. And my daughter was always like, no, mom, you're not doing that. No, mom, you're not doing that. And when I called her and said to her, you know, I want to do this, she was quiet for a little bit. And she said, I really think your whole life has prepared you for this. So I think the building international tech companies like I did, although they were consumer driven companies, and actually, I'm really proud of the companies that I built because people use those products every day. If you use scalable font technology, I brought scalable font technology to the marketplace. If you play solitaire on the computer, I brought solitaire to the marketplace. The opening screen for AOL or any email product, I brought that to the marketplace. You know, so I brought things that definitely are are changing lives, but all of the work was based on getting people to spend money and not, you know, that's kind of hard when all you're doing is figuring out how you can get people to just buy your stuff. So that part um, was kind of hard, but all the training that I got and I lived on the road for over 200 days a year by myself most of that time. So it did I think all of the work that I've done being a respiratory therapist helped me to understand the body more. And, you know, all of the work that I had done prepared me to be what I am now. So, you know, if the heavens opened up and said, you know, how do you want to play out your life? I would definitely say exactly the same. And I have no business training. I have a master's in psychology and I specialized in community. I have a a degree in respiratory therapy. And yet 
you know, I was have been a successful businesswoman my whole life. So you have it's just a perfect combination to connect with people, understand people, and then I think you are just yeah, you're meant to be in this this band van. I, I really am. I mean, I I wake up with joy every day, and you know, I I, I my my tour is free. I don't everything I own is in this van, so this is everything I have to my name is yeah. right in here. I'm a minimalist, um, and by society standards, like I even have had people back from Philly call me, be like, "We hear you're one step away from homeless." I'm like, "No, I actually am homeless," but they see it as oh. Because I was a multimillionaire. I had live-in help. I had, you know, several houses. What car did I want to drive each day? All that. And I was miserable and sick. Yeah. Now I have joy and community and purpose and a bam van. I love it. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to charge up our laptop and then we're going to be back. And I'm really excited to get into cannabis. Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk about CBD because I know this is a big piece and I, I think it's important. I. I just need to know more about it. So I'm excited to talk about it more. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. And this is just so fun because I actually am in the middle of a 21-day travel challenge. And you are the ultimate travel challenger. So yeah. for, for all tips, we'll get some tips and advice at the end. But I do think a big piece of your work is... Um, with cannabis and CBD oil. And I think there's a lot of misconception. And I think I, I too have it as well, like understanding the differences, yes. THC versus CBD. And I just would love you to teach us. Well, I would love to, because these are topics that are very near and dear to my heart. Um, when I was first diagnosed with MS, the first thing that the doctors gave me was a prescription for Valium and my mom was a prescription pill drug addict. So I knew I wasn't going to take Valium. And, but I didn't know what I was going to do because I had a lot of pain and I had a lot of anxiety and things like that. So a friend of mine called me and she said, you should use essential oils. And this is in the eighties and cannabis that. with THC helps with spasms because I was having a tremendous amount of, some people call it restless leg. Um, I had like restless body, <laughs> Yeah, you know, so I started, and this was when cannabis was illegal everywhere. Cause we're talking, you know, 87 now I and started so THC with THC, okay. right? So psychotropic, you know, you get high, all of that. I started using cannabis for the treatment of MS in 1987 and then I moved to California in 2006, and when I moved there, people s told me you should try CBD. And what is the difference between cannabis, when I say cannabis and CBD? Um, there is CBD in cannabis. I'm not talking about that when I say I use CBD. I'm talking about CBD that comes from hemp. So although it has basically a non-measurable amount of THC, it's, it's not, you're not going to get high from hemp-based CBD. So I had tried CBD in the, you know, 2006, 2007, 8, and didn't really have any, you know, nothing. It actually didn't make me feel very good. So last year, here I am in Colorado, this great state of Colorado, and a friend of mine turns me on to, said, you should try the CBD oil. And I was afraid because I was like, I haven't really had a good outcome. And she said, just try it. It's organic. It's clean. It has MCT. Like she was using all my words. And I, and this is someone who isn't, doesn't eat consciously. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're telling me it this way, I'm going to do it. So I started using it and I noticed some changes. I was just hoping... So we all have an endocannabinoid system in our body, okay? And at the cellular level, the endocannabinoid system brings homeostasis. And if you're breastfed by your mom, that's the first time your endocannabinoid system is activated. So we all have one. And the WALS protocol, which we talked about, is eating food at the cellular level. Mm -hmm. 
CBD from hemp works at the cellular level. So I love cellular level healing. Because that's ultimately MS. It's healing your mitochondria. Absolutely. Which are the powerhouse of your cells. So anything, when anyone says anything to me, like exercise, cellular, anything that affects my cells, I want to do, you know, in a good way. So I started using the CBD oil under my tongue and really just in hopes of keeping homeostasis because MS is a hyperimmune system and I'm a little hyper. So I thought, well, it can help me to maybe just level out a bit. Um, <laughs> I have chronic neck pain. A lot of people with MS too, when we get these like zapping, I get a lot of people get it down the side of their face. It's called trigeminal nerve pain. And that's the suicide pain in MS. I get it up the back of my neck, gone. Wow. And I, like, it wasn't like any, I, I expected that. It was just sort of a bonus. And was it long-term use or is it one of those things that you can take it and you start to feel, I mean, is it a daily thing for you or when did you start to see notices or um, notice changes? Well, I, I started taking it daily. It was right around the end of June last year and every day. So I did it in the morning and at night, a dose in the morning and at night under my tongue. And, um, within six weeks, I started noticing changes and the other changes, I have no problems falling asleep. I have problems staying asleep. And we all know whether you have MS or not, sleep is number one key to all of it, you know, and I don't wake up anymore. And like, I literally last night was sleeping, you know, my van was just parked on a street, cars riding by, there's a train. I heard the train this morning when I woke up, but that obviously was going by all night. I didn't hear a thing. Yeah. And it's not a soundproof van. No, it's not. You were just, yeah, yeah, you know, but it's awesome because, because Wade right now, um, you know, Wade, I love Wade. I have Wade's on the back of my phone. Oh, look. Look. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. The M. Um, so with Wade, he's been doing like a magnesium CBD. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've always done magnesium for sleep right before bed. Mm -hmm. I think it's just so underrated. Yep. It was like, wow, I dream when I sleep. This is wonderful. (laughs) Right. Um, but I'm, I'm very curious if it, with how CBD works, if it takes a long time, do you notice subtle changes? I think, you know, as everything, it depends, but, um, my van is wrapped and it has CBD on the van. So people approach me all the time and I can tell you, I have had a lot of parents come over to me and tell me that they've had even adult children, not necessarily young children with seizures and how it it's instant. It has helped them. Um, people that have struggled struggled with anxiety, um, it's almost instant. Yeah. And the beauty about it is, is you know, see, hemp as a plant, you know, all of our soil is damaged because of glyphosate and all that stuff. But if you plant hemp in the soil, it it renews it, mm. and it does the same thing for our body. And people get very confused because they think that they're going to get high from CBD. They're but you're not. You're not. Now, not at all. Yeah. No. The confusion comes in is that the United States government classified hemp the same as they classified the cannabis plant. So everyone just automatically assumes it's the same thing, but it isn't. And it's actually not classified that way anymore. Um, so that's a big part of my tour is to educate people on the value yeah, of so CBD because I don't know of any negative outcome from CBD. And I'm constantly hearing stories. And even in my followers, um, the van has a sliding door and I had no use of my hands for years. And the first 24 hours that I was living in the van, I was opening and closing that door with my right arm and my arm stopped working. Of course, cause that's my problem. One of my problems, but I wasn't thinking clearly. So I'm sitting in the van that night thinking you can't do this tour. You're like you can't live in a van. What are you thinking? Like, to, 
And I had just gotten a bottle of uh, hemp CBD balm for my daughter's boyfriend because he's a full-time bass player and he golfs and he loves to use it on his hands. So I had pain at my elbow joint, really bad burning pain from opening that, that sliding door. And I just rubbed the hemp balm right on it and instantly the pain went away. So I was like, whoa. So that was an instant outcome of CBD. And as far as cannabis, um, that, you know, traditional cannabis with THC, you know, everyone's like, well, what do you walk around high all day? And I'm like, well, the beauty of it is I did move to California to be legal (laughs) in 2006. And there's like hundreds of strands. So for me, it's, you know, just like when you go to a restaurant and you want a bottle of wine and you ask them, I like it dry, I like it this. That's how I do it with cannabis. And, you know, I just tell them what my needs are and then they, you know, give me a strand that is specific to what I'm trying to accomplish. So no, I don't walk around high all day. And it's not even about that. For me, it's about managing Mm -hmm. the symptoms uh, of MS, which is still, um, I still have jumping spasms. So if I don't use cannabis. I have spasms and most of them are in my throat and choking is what kills us. So I'm going to use cannabis till the day I die and CBD. Did you, so can CBD be a part of cannabis? So, but, but the ones that most people are using, so like, well, we can even go get it. I don't, do you drink coffee? Yeah. Are you kidding? Oh my God. There's a CBD oil nitro cold brew right next door. Wow. So like I'm kind of jaded because I live in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. So I don't know what's legal and what's not. And I think with CBD, that's just such a common thing. Like I don't even associate it with something that gets you high because I've just have been around it and Mm -hmm. it's in so many items that you can just get off the shelf. But I don't know if that's, is CBD available? CBD is something that anybody can purchase. Yes, actually CBD, anybody can purchase. And, um, even the, you know, the people whose product, you know, that I use, um, you can get it all over the country, all over the world, pretty much. And what do you use? I I use Elixinol. They're out of Boulder. And the reason why, um, and how I, how we ended up joining forces was, my friend gave me their product and it was the only product that didn't make me sick. So I called them up. Why is your product not make me sick and everything else does, you know? And they said, well, how was the CBD distilled? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Yeah. So then I went back and found out they use butane. They uh, use stuff that is, makes it toxic, you yeah. know? So just like when you read ingredients on food, you have to understand how they're, are they using glyphosate when they're growing the CBD? Um, so Elixinol is all organic. They only use all the products that we use in our coffee, MCT oils, they use essential oils. It's all the cleanest and they control it from the soil to the package. So they know every step. Plus they have a full-time doctor on staff. So when I called them, they let me speak to a doctor and it was free. And I was like, well, I kind of really like this. So then they said, well, who are you? And then I told them what I was doing and they said, well, we, is there any way we can help you to keep doing what you're doing? And that's every vendor that's a part of my tour. Um, they just make sure that I can pay for gas and keep doing what I'm doing so that I can be free to the community. So I'm, you know, I I do not walk alone. I am just a vessel and I'm completely supported by all the vendors that you and I both love. I mean, I know the it's just, it is such a beautiful community. We're just talking about Epic and Primal Kitchen. Yeah. They're just just good, good humans that are making good products that are good for the environment at the same time being good for your body. Yeah. Um, so then I get, and that's a really great point of what you said. I think the, uh, the kind of stigma of people have one really bad experience in high school or in college and they just get really sick or they get really crazy off of a bad bout of marijuana. So I think that, how did somebody, how did you figure out 
like what was best for you? Like what was interesting? Um, you know, I'm a boss, right? I'm mm-hmm. a, a bullheaded person. So the strongest Elixinol has like a pen that is just straight up oil. It doesn't really, I like the way it tastes, but other people don't. So my friend gave me that pen. She's like, this is like high concentrate of CBD. Yeah. CBD. Just put it under your tongue. So that's what I started with. And then, um, I was doing that in the morning and then I started with another dose at night. So for me, it was the two doses where I noticed change. And then um, driving in a van a lot of times, because I'm always in the right lane, sometimes truckers like to have fun with me and I don't think it's fun. So I do now vape CBD while I'm driving to get rid of anxiety. And that is really helping me right now. Um, like when I'm doing big cross, like now I'm in Colorado for a couple of weeks, so I'm not using it then. And vaping CBD, is it different than vaping THC? It's exactly the same mechanism. You just get a, uh, like a vape pen and you fill the cartridge with, um, you know, the, the, va- the, the CBD yeah. and you just, you know, smoke it. Um, but it's at a high temperature, so you're not really worried about lungs. And, um, the other thing is, is that, you know, we don't have, we're not worried about the toxic butanes and things like that with the brands that I use because it's all clean. Mm-hmm. It's transparent. You know, that transparency is really important when you're looking at products like CBD and if you're ever looking at, you know, cannabis, because if they're putting pesticides on it, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, I lost my mind. It's like, well, what was in the products? Like you yeah. really need to understand. It's kind of hard to find, you know, when you're trying to dig into sourcing. Mm -hmm. You know, I was talking to one of my good friends. He's creating a supplement company and it was, you know, the only way they could figure out exactly where branched chain amino acids came from or XYZ Mm -hmm. came from was to test it and send it out and figure out exact sourcing because there's no other way. Even sometimes I think companies don't even realize. Uh, So it's it's really good to ask those questions. Oh, yeah. That's so... That's so perfect. And I'm really grateful that CBD from hemp is available for everyone everywhere because to me, it's, you know, the earth is, things that come from the earth heal us. That's and how I feel too. <laughs> you know, I just got goosebumps. And when, when we're deprived those things for whatever reasons, I mean, and I'm really grateful for like John Rolick of, of Nativa because he's fought for legalization of hemp for years, you know, um, who's the dude from cheers. I mean, these have been fights that have been going on to get this accessible to us. So, you know, I honor all those people that made this healthcare accessible to me and to other people. And, you know, I'm dedicated to breaking the, the myth of hemp having psychotropic effects and getting you high. It, it heals. Yeah. And it's so amazing. I've seen incredible stories, especially what you already mentioned it, but with kids that have seizures Mm -hmm. or even ADHD, but I saw one incredible, powerful story. He had a skin disease and it was, um, a CBD oil was the first thing that made his pain go away. I mean, this is a baby that's one years old. That's just screaming in pain and his skin wasn't folding right. It was just, it was just achy and itchy. And, um, so his mom became a huge advocate for CBD because it was like, you guys just, it's just the education. So I, I hope that, um, this is just a good start of many conversations that you and I have about this. I think it is. I I think it's the beginning of something that's going to benefit all of us for for eternity. I think of it as curcumin, honestly, like that's, the oh, best, yeah. you know, it's just, you know, turmeric, curcumin, mm-hmm. the anti-inflammatory properties that I rave about. I feel like, you know, I don't feel as, um, I don't take it consistently. I've taken, I have the, it's like a peppermint flavor kind of oil. Mm-hmm. And then when I hurt my knee a couple weeks ago, uh, 
an oil, like a cream that you were talking about. And mm-hmm. that's when I felt the most differences from it. So. That really blew me away that I applied that cream onto my elbow and instantly it was a bomb, like a bomb instantly. I was like, Whoa, okay. That's really powerful stuff. Yeah. I, I, that was my first like immediate response from CBD. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I know, um, you have to go and do your tour and do a cooking class. Yeah, do I do cooking stuff. classes. I have to stop at Capello's and pick up my lasagna See, for the cooking class. Capello's, another amazing Another, one. yeah, and it's so funny because I give menus that people can pick for the cooking classes on my tour, and so far everyone has picked lasagna, and I was just telling Capello's that people that are consciously eating, especially in the paleo world, we don't really eat lasagna, but Capello's has a paleo-friendly lasagna, I've had every class people have cried. They're like, oh, I haven't had this. this is so good. To watch them cry over it is. Thank you, Capella. Um, <laughs> so what would you say, like, if someone's listening, they know someone that has MS, they know some, maybe themselves are struggling mm-hmm. and they don't know where to go. Um, they're maybe in the early stages of their journey or they've been a part of it. Like, if you had a few sentences of where that person, outside of just following your journey and, you know, digging into the walls protocol, right. where would you, what would you say to them? I believe in them. I believe in their body. And that everything that you do to heal isn't because you have MS. It's because it, 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 if it's self-love motivated, you will heal. Meaning that I'm eating foods that nourish my body rather than harm my body because I love my body. Not because you have MS or because you're sick. And just have faith and community is very key. And sometimes it's not the existing community. You have to build a new community. The paleo community is my ground. You know, the, my peers have supported me and continue and and taught me people like you, so many people, you know, Mark Staley Apple, I mean, all that stuff, like mm-hmm. they've guided me. So the internet is a great resource, um, but just slow and steady. Your body doesn't blow up overnight. It's not going to heal overnight. If just believe in yourself and it's not diet, it's not deprivation. It's just love, mm-hmm. all love. I love that. V, do you know what your spirit animal is? No. Do I? Oh, gosh, something something fierce. I don't know. Would that be like a rabbit or something like that? Would, or, or is Let's it... just, do you think it's rabbit? I don't know. I, mean, I just said rabbit. I don't but... know. Let's go with that. Let's check. Okay. Ra- let's read rabbit. I don't, I've never had a rabbit on the show, but I, you, I've never had anyone like you on the show. <laughs> so this might be perfect. Well, I think they broke the mold, but I don't know why. I, I feel like. It is rabbit, but I could be wrong. Okay. You ready? Uh-huh. And it, I always believe, like, so this is my spirit animal book with Stephen Farmer. For those listening, that I did a podcast with Stephen Farmer. So it's an incre- if you're into this, go listen to that podcast. Um, I really think that if it's one, if it's all of them, then it's yes. But if it's kind of one of them, there's something better. There's thousands of animals in the world. Okay. So let's just see. Your intelligence, common sense, and wit serve you well, especially by helping you out of scrapes and uncomfortable situations. (laughs) Check. (laughs) You're a great strategist, always ready with a backup plan, and are quite agile and adept to shifting plans as the need demands, particularly in stressful situations. Check. Mm -hmm. You're an internal optimist, Mm -hmm. generally so positive that you find it hard to tolerate gloominess and pessimism. (laughs) Oh my God, this is so good. I'm a rabbit. (laughs) We got two more. In both your personal and professional lives, you cycle through periods of relative calm and activity, followed by phases of tremendous activity and busyness. (laughs) You're very sensitive, articulate, artistic, with a depth of wisdom that often surprises others. 
I'm a rabbit. Holy shit. I thought I was a rabbit, but you just knew. Yeah, I thought I I thought I was a rabbit, but I'm gonna I, send this to you. Uh, this I appreciate so good. that. Good yeah, I'm job. a little bunny. I'm not like a Playboy bunny. I'm a V bunny. You're a fierce <laughs> bunny. I love it. Thank you so much. I, I love that we got to do this in person. Um, you know, where can people find you? Out Paleo Boss Lady. On Paleo Instagram. Boss Lady. Yeah, on Instagram, on Facebook, my website. I mean, I have you know, Instagram and Facebook are the places that I'm at most, and then I have a website. Um, I answer everyone. So if you have any questions, just please don't hesitate. I pride myself on serving and helping others. Um, and I would love to hear from anyone that needs help. Ladies and gentlemen, V, so wonderful to have you. Thank you, Emily. 